Hello, history nerds and historians. My name is Christina, and this is Effed Up Fairy Tales. This is where we talk about a little tidbit from a fairy tale that's super fucked up, although I don't know if I would call this a fairy tale necessarily. Um, February 26th is National Tell a Fairy Tale Day, and I thought about some of my favorite stories or, or movies and the original origins of them, and I found this gem. But unlike the uh, like stereotype of spooky bitches. My favorite Tim Burton film is actually Corpse Bride. And I found out that it's based on this Jewish tale that we're going to tell today. Um, but this is why I don't know if it's fairy tale or not, because I don't know if they mean like religious Jewish or like European Jewish ethnicity. So um, that yeah, that's where I'm like, not sure if it's considered a fairy tale or like mythology or religious allegory, or or whatever, but today it's gonna be considered a fairy tale. This fairy tale is known only as the finger. So sit back, relax, and practice your oh good god, what the fuck faces. city of Safed in Israel. It was the night before Reuben was to be married to a young, beautiful, and wealthy maiden who we never learned the name of because, I mean, are you surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? Reuben and his two best friends decided to go for a walk in the thick forest that surrounded the city so that they could continue to joke and spend time together without interruption of anyone else in some kind of like weird bachelor party. They ventured into the quiet forest with only the light of the full moon illuminating their path. And though they had not drunk a sip of alcohol, they felt as if they were intoxicated. They decided that they had to take a break. They sat on the riverbank and they noticed something strange just a few feet away from them. Seemed like a root sticking out of the ground. Just just a single root that looked almost like a finger protruding from the loose wet soil along the riverbank. Now, on any other night, this would have made the men take pause or take pity on a body seemingly buried in so shallow a grave, or it may have even scared the men so badly that they would have fled and not looked back. But that full moon was so intoxicating, and the men were filled with joking bravado and began teasing each other, saying, which one of us should put a ring upon the finger? Which one of us should marry this poor soul buried so close to the surface? I'm sure she's still fresh. I'm sure she would still make a good bride, which makes me uncomfy. Reuven, The one who was due to get married the next day said, well, it must be me. I already have the ring in my pocket. And he makes a big show of pulling the ring out as his friends look on laughing and sniggering away. Reuben places the ring on the finger protruding from the ground and dramatically pronounces the wedding vows, which just consists of saying, you are betrothed to me. You are betrothed to me. You are betrothed to me. Simply saying that three times is all that was needed to marry someone during this time period. And these men decided to spend the night before Reuben's wedding doing this to a random root sticking out of the ground. I mean, most men go to a strip club the night before their wedding, but um, I'm I'm not going to judge if this is your idea of a good time, I guess. But just as he spoke the last vow, the finger began to twitch and the soft soil began to shake and the entire hand emerged and grabbed Reuben's arms. His friends balked 
As the bony hand held tightly to Reuben, he and his friends watched in shock and terror as a body of a woman in a tattered bridal shroud emerged from the ground. And I say body because she had been under that soil for a long, long time. Her dead, hollow eyes looked directly into Reuven's as she let go of his hand to open her arms wide, begging him for an embrace and in a terrible, raspy voice of one who had not used their voice in many moons. She cried out, My husband! Reuven and his friends screamed and and fled from the riverbank, the dark forest and and the zombie bride as fast as they could. But this time the moon hid her bright light and they ran in darkness, tearing and shredding their clothes on low hanging branches and thorns. But they never stopped running, still hearing the dead woman behind them until they reached their home, locked the doors behind them and placed the shades over the window. But even seemingly safe in their homes, they could still hear the wails of the ghostly bride. The next morning, after a sleepless night, the three haggard friends met before the wedding and vowed to keep the events of the night before a secret. They were ashamed of themselves that in jest they brought on this horrible outcome. They hoped that it would stay in the forest and that they could go on with their lives. Reuben made his way to the ritual bath and prepared for his wedding, hoping to avoid the consequences of his actions. He entered the venue to a packed house for Reuben and his fiance were both members of two extremely distinguished families in the town. Reuben stood at the front looking towards the door in anticipation, excited to see his soon-to-be bride make her way down the aisle towards him. But when the door opened, it was not his beautiful young fiance standing there, but the zombie bride. A blood-curdling shriek filled the room, and hundreds of people married their screams with hers. She walked down the aisle as the attendees began filing out of the room by any means necessary, through the doors, through the windows. It was fucking pandemonium. Even the living bride fled, leaving her husband at the mercy of this skeletal bride that finally made her way to the altar. Soon, the only people who remained were Reuven, the undead bride, and the rabbi. The rabbi turned to the bride, taking in her worm-eaten shroud and tattered dress, and asked her why she had left her final resting place and returned to the land of the living. The ghostly bride held up her rotting hand, and upon her finger, Reuven's ring remained. She turned towards her new husband and asked him what was so wrong with her that less than 24 hours after their vows, he would attempt to, to marry someone else and become a bigamist. And the rabbi is like, what the fuck did you do? So Reuben told the rabbi about everything that happened the night before. And once the rabbi confirmed that the vows were said three times in the presence of two witnesses, he was like, well, that sucks. Oh, boy. Uh, well, hmm. and Reuben just stared at him like, aren't you aren't you going to do something? And the rabbi was probably like, we're not Christians. You don't you didn't say till death do you do your part. So uh, Sorry. <laughs> and then uh, the rabbi said that he would call the rabbinic court to meet and discuss the issue and see what could be done about it, because it seemed like homeboy might need something to warm up his wife before the wedding night, which is terrible for me to say. But um, uh, is, is that not someone implied in the whole like zombie bride thing? Like giving me like a little piece of heaven by Avenged Sevenfold vibes. Um, and upon hearing the news that Reuben might be stuck with Night of the Living Dead, he uh, he fainted like a Victorian woman onto a couch. 
Rabbi descended into meditation and prayer and study to see if there was ever a precedent of this happening, and there wasn't, so he had to make one. Zombride came in and he asked her to tell the story again. Then Reuven's friends confirmed this, and Reuven said, like, yeah, I did it, but, like, I didn't mean to. She was just sitting there with her finger up in the air asking for it, and, like, I can't be held responsible for my actions. She wanted it, uh, so, so let me off. So the rabbi's like, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, if this bride agrees with you that the marriage can be annulled. And Georgette Romero is like, absolutely the fuck not. This marriage is legit and it will be consummated because I died before my wedding and I never got to fuck someone and I will not be denied my hour of joy or like three to seven minutes of mediocre jack hammering followed by a disappointment. That was nice, honey. I'm going to go brush my teeth with my electric toothbrush now. I'm I'm not picky. I just want to have sex. Living Fiance's parents stepped forward and said that they understood what happened and they were sympathetic towards Zombie Bride. But their daughter had actually been engaged to Reuven since before she was even born. It was a vow between Reuven's family and hers that if one family had a boy and the other family had a girl, then they would be married one day. The rabbi stepped away to think about it and determined that while, yes, Reuven did officially marry Lady Skeletor. A new vow cannot undo an older one. And because this arranged marriage vow was made long before the ring was placed on her finger and the words said, however jokingly the intent was, and he declared the marriage null and void. Reuven again fainted, but this time in relief. And the ghostly bride let out a shriek that shook the very foundation of the temple as she collapsed once again into a lifeless form. Her body was taken away as the rabbi married Reuven to his intended bride and his zombie bride's body was buried deeper beneath the earth to prevent this tragedy from happening again. But just remember this story when you're deep in the woods and see a root or a twig sticking out of the ground that looks vaguely like a finger because the zombie bride's desires have yet to be satiated. Oh, that one was so fun and spooky. I might maybe incorporate some fucked up fairy tales into the rotation. Uh, This podcast is just becoming like, is it fucked up and can somehow be justified somewhat associated with history kind of maybe sort of? I'm I'm, I'm fucking down for it. So uh, if you guys liked this fucked up fairy tale and you want to hear more of it, just let me know because I'm down. I'm down if you are. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing or leaving a review or joining my Patreon if you'd like. If you have a story from history or mythology or historical true crime or maybe even fairy tales, I don't know yet, please reach out. All my contact information is in the description. Um, It is fdephistory at gmail.com or fdephistory on any of the socials pretty much. And remember, friends, history may be watching you, so don't fuck it up. Or a ghost will follow you home. Bye.